0: Our reading today is from Jonah chapter 4 and it's entitled Jonah's Anger at the Lord's Compassion. But to Jonah this seemed very wrong and he became angry. He prayed to the Lord, isn't this what I said, Lord, when I was still at home? That is what I tried to stall by fleeing to Tarshish. I knew that you are a gracious and compassionate God, slow to anger and abounding in love a God who relents from sending calamity. Now, Lord, take away my life, for it is better for me to die than to live. But the Lord replied, Is it right for you to be angry? Jonah had gone out and sat down at a place east of the city. There he made himself a shelter, sat in its shade, and waited to see what would happen to the city. Then the Lord God provided a leafy plant and made it grow up over Jonah to shade his head and to ease his discomfort and Jonah was very happy about the plant but at dawn the next day God provided a worm which chewed the plant so that it withered when the sun rose God provided a scorching east wind and the sun blazed on Jonah's head so that he grew faint he wanted to die and said it would be better for me to die than to live but God said to Jonah is it right for you to be angry about the plant it is he said i'm so angry i wish i were dead but the lord said you have been concerned about this plant though you did not tend it or make it grow it sprang up overnight and died overnight and should i not have more concern for the great city of nineveh in which there are more than a people who cannot tell their right hand from their left and also many animals
1: Amen. Thank you, Susanna. That's great. And um I just love Jonah because he's he's such a he's such a real character, isn't he? He's somebody who just speaks out to God his anger, his frustration, his pain, and the fact that he just just wants to die because it's he it feels he's just been in such miserable, difficult situations. And I don't know how you're feeling at the moment as we go through lockdown. I know people's experiences are very different some people are are um perhaps it's more like a retreat in a time to be with god and be in the garden and having fixed incomes for other people it's a complete nightmare and um <clears throat> being made redundant um being put in furlough struggling to feed family educating kids at home um struggling with relationships and um there, there's many many challenges that are are going there also around grief and loss and other things. So we're at a very challenging time. I wonder what people's emotions are. It would be very interesting if we could hear people's prayers as they pray to God in in their situations, um, crying out for God to help or trying to um, say, does God understand my situation? Does God understand my heart, my pain? And like Jonah, it's very easy actually to, to turn inwards and, and, and look at our own needs and look at where we are in, in our situation. And even though it might be challenging um, to, to become completely inward looking and, and lose the perspective of God's love and compassion uh, for the world around us, that actually even the most difficult, challenging places we find ourselves, we can show love and compassion to others. We can share hope. We can share love, we can share joy, because that's what our God wants to do. He wants to show hope and compassion and mercy around us. But when we think about why why is Jonah angry, we can start to I mean we can start to get a picture of maybe why Jonah is angry. He's he's had this experience, this call and commission from God um, to go speak to the people in Nineveh and Assyria and um, he doesn't want to do it and he's got his own reasons and his own things why he doesn't want to call God follow God's commission and order. So he runs away, goes in the ship to Tarshish, thrown overboard, swallowed by a whale, spat out by a whale. But through this whole period, he's went through a period of transformation and change, and his character's been transformed. And he's realising the belly of the whale as he sings out a psalm to God that it's better to do God's will and serve God than try to, to run away from God that actually life might be better following God's commissions and plans for him than trying to escape what God wants. So he submits to what God wants and he, he goes to this city of Nineveh, of the ancient world, which is one of the more biggest growing superpowers of the time. And um, he is there to, he has to go there and preach um, God's word to them and say to them, repent, or God's going to bring destruction upon you. God's going to bring um, pain and heart upon you. And, and amazingly, Jonah's quite, successful and the people actually start to repent and Jonah's like I don't like this because these people start to repent I know what God's like because I've been in the belly of the whale I've been in God's bad books, I've run away from God, I've not followed his commission, I was swallowed by a whale and the belly of the whale I asked God for mercy, I prayed out to him God, I want to be in your temple and praise you again, I want to be your prophet I want to declare your word, I want to be in your will and your purpose, you know I want want to move on and and serve you and, and do your will and God was merciful to me and if God is merciful to me if these people in Nineveh start to repent, then I'm sure that God's going to have mercy upon them. And, and Jonah pretty much had this idea, even before he went in the belly of the whale, even, even when he was back in Israel, he, he was worried that God would have mercy upon these people. Why 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 would he worry about having mercy upon these people? Because they, the Assyrians were a brutal people. They were the growing superpower. They were continually making raids upon Israel. They were conquering nations and making these the kings of that nation's vassals to them, which means the king had to pay tributes to remain king of their country. Uh, they, were, they were extremely brutal in a sense when they went into a, a nation. Um, they would put people, where the Romans crucified people, the Assyrians put people on spikes. They would stick a spike up through the person's spine and neck up the back of ahead and they would line the whole land with these spikes of of, to warn people not to mess with the Assyrians, not to mess with Nineveh, you know better than that. Um, They also went into populations and if the people rebelled, they took the people out of their own land and, and put them into a different territory and put new people into their land. So Jonah would be aware that Nineveh was a threat to Israel, a threat to his future, a threat to his family, a threat to Um, what he would envision he would want Israel to be he knew that Assyria could potentially be the end of Israel and in fact Assyria was a tool that God used um, and Nineveh was a tool that God used to bring an end to the nation of Israel and take the people into captivity so Jonah, he's not keen on these people seeing mercy actually, these people are the, the enemies of Jonah, the enemies of Israel and um, what Jonah would perceive as probably the enemies of God also. And so Jonah doesn't want to show mercy. Jonah wants them to experience God's wrath and punishment. He wants to see them destroyed by God. And he becomes very upset and angry when the people start to respond to his message of repentance. And to recognize what they've got wrong and ask mercy from God. And we see he comes really angry when God says, well, I've changed my mind. I'm going to show compassion on these people because even from the king to the lowest, these people have repented. They're in sackcloth. They're asking me for mercy and I'm going to show them in compassion and mercy. And Jonah's just like, I knew it. I knew it. I knew it. I knew that you would do that. I knew that you would show mercy. And this just isn't the thing that I want to see. you know, even in ministry, I'm sure in your life, there's there's times where you've been um, called by things to God and you're like, God, look, God, if you're asking me to do something, you're asking me to do this, the outcome's not going to be great. The outcome's not going to be fantastic. I, I know what's going to happen at the end of that. This is, this is going to be a complete disaster. This is going to be a complete mess. This is not something that's is going to work. I, and God, I know you're going to be merciful and I know you're going to show compassion, but that, this is just not something I want to get in the middle of. This is just not something I want to get involved in. And God says, go and do it. Will I show compassion? Will I put punishment in there? Will I do whatever I do? You go and do what I've called you to do, and let me do as God what I need to do. And that's particularly difficult, isn't it? Because we all have pictures of what outcomes we want, what we want to happen in our life, what we want to happen in church, what we want to happen in the future. Um, We have our own opinions of what God should do, and God, what's the best thing you should do in a situation, rather than God's character of mercy and hope and love being displayed. We know God, no, you should do this, God. You should make this happen. And so Jonah is not pleased, but maybe you've made a prayer in anger, you know, have you made that prayer in anger before you go, come on God, I I just can't believe this is happening, I can't believe this is going on, God, what are you going to do about it, God, how, how can this situation change, God, how could you let this happen to me, how could I end up in this place of difficulty and challenge. How can you show mercy to people I don't want to see mercy, God? How can you lift people up that I want to see destroyed, God? How can you make him, God? How how can you bless people when, um, you know, my life just seems so deflated and lost? And God just says, you know, I'm going to show mercy to, I want to show mercy to, I'm going to show compassion to, I want to show compassion. And God says, I showed compassion to you, Jonah. I've shown compassion to you gary i've shown compassion to those who are listening this morning and how are you going to respond to that experience of compassion and love that i gave you are you going to manifest compassion and love and hope in your life or are you going to sit on the hill in a huff and angry and disappointed because god's not doing what you want you're not seeing what's happening in the way that you want it to happen are you going to be angry and bitter and that's what Jonah does. He goes and preaches his message and people respond to it. And he goes and he sits up in the hill and he's angry. He's furious at God. Uh, not only is he on the hill, but the sun's beating on him, bite, beating down his brow and, and he's, he's, he's getting sunburned. He's growing faint with the sun and he makes himself a shelter. And even God builds, sends him a plant which gives him some more shelter. And Jonah's, Jonah's happy and he's like, "Ah, oh, yeah, I'm going to sit here. You know, and maybe God will change his mind. Maybe God won't show them compassion. Maybe God's going to bring down yeah, hailstones and, 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 and meteorites and, and mighty angels down this city to destroy it and bring the punishment to the people. I'm going to wait here and I'm going to see what God's going to do. And then God sends this little bug that, that eats um, the, the plant and, and takes away Jonah's shelter and his comfort. And Jonah becomes even more angry. He was very happy about the bush. You know, Jonah wasn't happy about many things, but the little bush they had for shelter, he was very happy about, you know, something very simple. Just to be shaded from the sun, he was very happy about. And that little thing that brought him pleasure was taken away. And how do we respond when those things that give us pleasure, that maybe give us meaning... And maybe give us purpose and understand that taken away. And I think that says a lot about our character and who we are when the thing that gives us pleasure, the little things that give us happiness, are taken away. How do we respond? Where do we go? Where do we? What does a char- what does a character look like when the security is not there? When the things that give sustain us and keep us uh, and give us strength and, and keep us mentally sound? Uh, um, What's a character come out? Does a character become like God? Who see the people who are not particularly good people, but when they repent, He gives shows them compassion. Or are we like Jonah? Actually, when we see something happening or, or, or things that give us pleasure taken away, when we don't see God working His plans according to our will, but according to His own will, and God doing what's according to God's character and not according to our character, we become angry and bitter and hateful and spiteful do we look to frustrate god's plans you know do, do we look to um cause dissent and problems and issues you know do we go down to that place of despair and loss that place that, that it's not fruitful doesn't benefit you doesn't benefit anybody but we just go there in our anger and our upset because things are just not not right just things are just not when it's not in the place that we want to be In Jonah's just not in the place that he wanted to be. Even he could cope there with the plant, giving him some shade, but when that plant was taken away, he he was gone. He was lost. And and he said to God, you know, just let me die, you know, just let me die now. You know, the the little thing that was giving me pleasure is gone. Just let me die here in this desert. Just let me die here as a witness, your compassion and love. Just let me die here. You know, if you're not going to destroy them, just let me die here and leave me here to, to suffer. And then God reproved Jonah and he gets him to think and to, to reflect about the moment he's in. And that that's sometimes a good thing to do, you know, not to get lost in our anger and our fury or to blame others. Um, but to think and reflect and ask, what should my response be at this moment? How should I respond to my anger, to my loss, to my heart? to my pain, to my changed circumstances, you know, how should I respond when I'm in a place in a situation, a time where I don't particularly want to be in or thought I would ever be in in my life before? How do I respond? Do I respond in compassion and love and hope or do I respond in bitterness and anger and dissent? Do I want to live? and see that there's hope serving God and God's purpose that actually my life still has meaning or do I cry out like Jonah oh just let me die I can't cope anymore I can't do it anymore I've had enough and I tell you I've been in those places where I've said well I've had enough God I can't cope anymore God just 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 do something you know I, I can't carry on and I'm sure you've been in those places also but God said to Jonah is it right for you to be angry about the bush you know, is it angry for you to be? Is it right for you to be angry about your situation? Is it angry? Is it right for you to be angry about what you're going through at this moment? Is it right for you to be angry because things in life are not going the way that you want them to be? Is it right for you to be angry because you're circumstances that you don't want to be in? Or should our character respond in different way from anger and say, In my circumstances, God, wherever you put me, whatever circumstances, wherever you have placed me, where it's positive or negative, whereas a place of, of lack of wealth or with wealth, with a job, without a job, God, how am I going to respond and to move on? In grownness, how can i respond in hope and love and god says to jonah is it right for you to be angry about the bush and he said yes angry enough to die
0: <laughs> you know are you angry enough
1: in your situation He said, like, i've had enough well god's got a message for you when you've been there and you're in that situation when you said oh, i've had enough and i can't do it anymore i can't cope anymore i can't cope with this lockdown i can't cope with the redundancy i can't cope with the finances, I can't cope with the home school teaching. I just can't carry on anymore. I don't know where to go next. I can't carry on this job. I can't carry on caring for all the needs I've got on with people around me and with people who are hurting, with family and friends and elderly parents, with all the demands that are placed on my life at the moment. I can't cope anymore, so I'm going to get angry. And it's right to be angry about this. Well, God says, well, Jonah, Gary, whoever you are listening this morning – It says, then the Lord said, you're concerned about the bush for which you did not labour and for which you did not grow. It came into being in a night and perished in a night. And should I not be concerned about Nineveh, the great city, which there are more than a hundred and thousand people, persons who do not know their right hand from the left and so many animals. And so God looks on compassion and mercy when the world around him with the needs around him and realizes actually, you know Jonah, we can do so much good, we can bring so much hope we can show love and mercy that the nations, the cities, that people might be transformed if we can show mercy and compassion and hope in the midst of a moment where we choose anger. And so God's saying to you this morning, are you going to choose anger? Are you going to choose hope and compassion? You're going to say, in this difficult, challenging place in my life, how can I show hope? How can I show mercy? How can I show God's love? How can I make a difference? In First in Thessalonians 5, chapter 12, it says, Now we ask you, brothers and sisters, to acknowledge those who work hard among you and care for you in the lord and to admonish you hold them in the highest regard and love because of their work live in peace with each other you <laughs> know live in peace with each other and we are to your brothers and sisters warn those who are idle and destructive encourage the disheartened amen encourage the disheartened even when you're a, you're feeling disheartened be encouraged in the lord because you have hope in the lord you have a relationship amen. with god you can trust in him you can lean in him he will provide for your needs he will lift you up spiritually, he will transform and renew your mind in the situation that when you're in that darkest place of anger and fear and doubt and loss, God can raise you up and God can transform your character and who you are in that different place and respond in the love and compassion that comes from him. So encourage the disheartened, help the weak, be patient with everyone, be patient, especially in this time of lockdown, Be patient be compassionate be loving look for ways in which you can bring hope and it says and um and don't be disruptive make sure that nobody pays back wrong for wrong but always strive to do what is good for each other and for everyone rejoice always pray continually so rejoice even the hardships rejoice because we have salvation in jesus christ god gave us everything in jesus christ is i've shown you the greatest compassion i've given you salvation I've given you my son who died for you. And, you know, what are you going to do about it? How are you going to respond to that compassion and love that I have shown to you, that I've given you salvation? And even if we have nothing, we have that. We have Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior, who died for us, that we might be children of God, and our eternity with heaven and our sufferings are temporary and short, and our goal is to eternity with God. How are we going to respond to that? We we'll respond with that by rejoicing that even in the most difficult places that we can rejoice because we know salvation because we know God loves us, we know that God has a plan and purpose for us that God wants to put his character into our lives that we may respond with love and patience and kindness and hope and self-control and joy and prayer and and, and build people up and not to be disruptive and discouraging, but to be people who encourage and lift up people through this difficult and challenging time and pray continue this is a time to pray this is a time to be on our knees for our families for for those who are vulnerable for our elderly for those who are shielding to pray for them to continue to bring them to our mind and and from that prayer to come from a practical response of saying how can i care how can i bring hope for those who are in need at the moment and we're really blessed as a church community. And we should celebrate the fact about how many people in our church community are doing shopping, doing practical things, caring, phoning around, showing love to people at this time. It's an incredible time, and um, we're just so blessed that there's a there's a there's a quite a few a number of people who are just going around doing shopping for people, just showing compassion and love. And this is an amazing opportunity to show somebody compassion and love. There's so many people who just need God's love at this time. But pray continually. Ask God to open up, to show you what he wants you to do in this time, even though it might be challenging, even though it might be difficult, even though it might make you more tired or stressful. Say, God, what do you want me to do in this time? How can I make a difference? And give thanks in all circumstances, for this is God's will for you in Christ Jesus. Isn't that amazing? This is God's will for us, you know, to give thanks in all circumstances, not to be like grumpy old Jonah and to be complain about what God's doing, but to give thanks in all circumstances. say, God, what are you doing for these circumstances you put me in? How are you shaping me in these circumstances and transform my life? And do not quench the Spirit. Do not treat prophecies with contempt, but test them all and hold on to what is good and reject every kind. Of evil and uh, and, uh, and 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 in Romans twelve, uh, sorry, Romans twelve one to two, it says a living sacrifice. Therefore, I urge brothers and sisters, in view of God's mercy, to offer your bodies as a living sacrifice, holy and pleasing to God. This is true and purpose, um, proper worship. Do not conform to the pattern of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Then you'll be able to test and approve what God's will and his good and pleasing, perfect will. You see, Jonah went through that experience. He was in the belly of the whale. He had an experience of God. He was transformed and change in some ways, he went and did what God called him to do, but his character hadn't been truly transformed because anger still dominated his response to the people of Nineveh and not compassion and love. And our response to God can be that, God, thank you for showing me the compassion. Thank you for giving me salvation. Thank you for showing me that so much love, but still we can live with so much anger and pain and hurt and loss and things that are, are negative within our character. And God wants to reprove us on them. He wants to to challenge us on them to shape them that we might be more positive in the way that we live and move and have our being. He challenges, look, in response to my mercy, there comes a transformation of your mind. And to live like Jonah in anger and and respond to things in anger, it's not a positive place to live but a place of despair where you, where Jonah feels like he wants to die. And I know I don't want to live in that place where I feel like I want to die, like I've had enough and I can't cope with any life, life anymore. I want to live in that place of prosperity and blessing and hope and life that even in my circumstances challenging, that I have this hope and, and, and blessing that comes from God. And so he said, by the renewing of your minds, be transformed. Then you'll be able to test and approve what God's will is, his good and pleasing and perfect will. We need to test and understand what God's will is. Jonah needed to test what God's will was. He knew what God's will was, but he wasn't happy about it. Because he chose to respond in anger, not compassion. So how do we then, in our circumstances, choose to respond to God's good? And perfect will. And mm-hmm. God's callness as a community, as a church, to move deeper into our compassion and care and love for one another. Deeper into our compassion for our world that is lost, for the brokenness of the world. And we see that highlighted in the events that are happening around the world with Black Life Matters, with people responding to things. And actually, the world doesn't have a language to explain what's going on. So they talk about rights and justice and other aspects. But we when Christians, we know it's sin, isn't it? You know, when we don't have right relations with people, no matter what the race are, when we can't talk together, when we can't live together, um, where, where people are treated unequally or different, that's sin. And the Bible tells us that sin and we have a problem of sin in our world and we need to be able to share with our world again and say, you know, how do we explain our problems that we've got? That we are so evil and can be terrible and, and bitter and angry to each angry to each other? That we can show um, uh, we can we, we don't show compassion in situations. We don't show love to people who are different. Um, that we can we can shout out things like no no justice, no peace. You know, we should always be seeking peace and love and hope. And so we need to get a message out to our world that, you know, our world is broken and sinful, and that breaks our relationships down. And it's time to start restoring those relationships that whoever we are as human beings, that we have right relations, that we show compassion and love to one another, and we start overcoming these obstacles that we place in between us. And uh, we need to face the, the challenges of sin we show themselves in racism in all aspects, in our world, in our life, and even in the church. And we have to challenge these things and recognize sin for what sin is, that breaks down relationship and love between people who God has created equally, that we are all the human race, that we're all created equally before the eyes of God. And God sees us all as his children. And so everybody we look at, we should look at compassion as a child of God created in his image so we've got many challenges i'm sure as the months come ahead and it's going to be challenging as we look to to reopen the church but you know we've come through this lockdown as a church together we've shown great innovation great compassion great love great hope as people have helped those who are who can't help themselves with so many things but as we go on the next few months we're going to continue to need your help we're going to need you to start to to look out maybe some of your circumstances and think about how i can show hope mercy and compassion uh, at this time and reopening the church is probably going to be more difficult than than, um, than shutting it down really and um, what i'm going to ask is really we need all hands on decks as we come in the next months um, we don't know when the church is going to reopen we're waiting for guidance from the government and from um, the Methodist church of what we can do and what's possible um so it it may be a while yet that we still have to meet online but as we begin to look at this next phase of reopening we need you to ask God to say God what do you want me to do in this next phase of reopening not to become disconnected not to become disengaged not to give up but to say God how can I show compassion love not to become angry because the church isn't opened or or things aren't happening the way that you want it but to god how can i show compassion how can i serve how can i show mercy how can i make a difference in my church and community in the coming months ahead and we're going to need many people for for many many things then, then much more volunteers in the coming months than we've needed previously so please pray and ask god what are you calling me to do in this time and i understand that some of you your circumstances are very challenging And I pray God's mercy upon you but I pray that God look at this time as a place where God is shaping your character and ask how will I respond to these challenges in Jesus' name. Amen. So Father God, we just pray for your blessing and your hope upon us and um, Lord, show us mercy that when we are without mercy. Show us compassion when we are without compassion. Lord, that we might transform our minds and renew our minds, that we will form the character of christ within us that we will show compassion even to those that we might call enemies for those who we see different for those who um we may have anger or, or issues against lord help us to see them in your eyes that we might have compassion and love towards them lord help us to see hope in our circumstances even when they seem dark and difficult And uh, lord be with us and comfort us that we may be that people of hope and love and compassion and kindness and joy, that we might truly rejoice in all circumstances and um, show a world of what it means to be the body of Christ in this place. I pray for this in Jesus' name. Amen.